want to ask you this, John. I just want to ask you the question I asked you last week, which was, have you ever considered suicide? Short answer, I have, yes. Um, okay. Long answer, um, I've only, you know, I, th- I think I've only seriously thought about that one time in my life. And it was in 2016. And I hit a point where I was seriously thinking about just calling it a day. Like, it's just like this, uh, yeah, like I, this life isn't working for me anymore. <laughs> Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so what were the factors involved, would you say? External, internal. For that. Uh, almost reaching that conclusion because you didn't quite get there, thank goodness. But Yeah, and I I tried kind of thinking about that throughout the week, you know, knowing that, you know, last week you, you asked that. And it really did kind of catch me off guard, which was uh, just, just kind of interesting. It caught, you know, caught me off guard. It's one of those things like I haven't really thought about it again, but um, – to sum it up, um, I think I was working more than was healthy, you know, or working more than was healthy, um, especially not being really compensated for it. It wasn't like I was making all kinds of money and at least was like, I'm just stacking all this cash. I'm just not sleeping and just working away. Um, I was in a attitude if you were getting a lot of money, right. You felt valued in some way. Yeah. And and maybe, I don't know. In another way, I kind of realized the same at the same time of like, you know, what is, what is your, your time really worth? Is it really worth money? And do I really want to, you know, big, huge house that I just sit in, sit in by yourself and like Scrooge McDuck or whatever. Um, but I was in a relationship that was, it was on again, off again, kind of a thing. And, and you know more about that. I'm, I'm not really going to get into that cause it's not, it's not fair to the other person no, and it's not just not, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not something I want to get into. Um, I was living in a new town. You know, I didn't really know anybody. I had a, you know, w- one kind of, or one good friend and, and, uh, and would hang out with him. And, and then he, you know, he wasn't available and I didn't know anybody else in the town. It was in the town that I was living in orange. So I felt like most of the people there have this kind of, uh, <laughs> they come from old money. And I was just like, I do not fit in here. I'm driving my old forerunner and, and just doesn't fit in. Everybody else is in Mercedes, BMW. So then and I that's was, when you bought the Cadillac. It was, a, yeah. it was a cry for help is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I went through a quarter life crisis, dude, at 26, yeah. bought a Cadillac. Um, cool. Yeah. But also, you know, something I, I kind of forgot about was, uh, cause I, I couldn't quite piece together. If I came to, if I visited you twice, either before I went, and then after, or if it was after, but I went to that fire Academy in Northern California and I basically quit. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I, I bombed quote unquote bombed a test. Cause I was like, I don't want to, I was too much of a bitch to say I'm actually just quitting and withdrawing, but I was, I was going through so much other stress again with the relationship and the, Hey, this mm. is temporary, but I like, mm. I, I need this time. I'm like, it's, I bit off more than I could chew kind of a thing. Um, it just wasn't working out. And I asked myself, why am I doing this? And I, yeah, I, I quit. I'm super embarrassed to say at the time. Um, I remember I was your pro counsel, your consigliere during that period. And you asked me and I said, you know, I think I used that term I got from, uh, that series californication and i think i told you life's too short to dance with fat chicks was one <laughs> but it's basically to say it's don't waste your time doing something you don't want to do is is the crux 
of it. And right. it was clear to me by what you were telling me is you just gotten out of the military. You're doing something and it feels very military military esque again. And you weren't digging it. You don't want to do that anymore. That's why you got out of the Navy. And I was like, well, too, don't <laughs> find something else. My, my answer wasn't, you can't do it. You, you suck. There's nothing for you if you can't do this and, and suddenly you can't. So just quit. It was just, mine was more the opposite. The world is your Arnold Schwarzenegger. The world is your buffet table, you know, yeah. and figure out what you want to do. Lear, seek deep inside to figure out what you really want to do. And that is something that takes a lot of bravery, actually. And it's something I think I struggle with today and, and many of us probably do, which is, do you have the balls to actually do what you want to do in your life or in this moment or in that day or whatever? And so many of us, we say, oh, no, 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 the consequences, the consequences. And we don't want to do it. But in the end, the, in the, end of the day, we, we have a limited time on this earth. And living life with regrets, no no small thing. The same, the same flip side of that is though, if there are other people involved that are counting on you or dependent on you or whatever, and you do that and you say, what I really want is to leave this family where you have children say, and live life as a, as a, as a traveling stripper. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's a different, that's a different story. Right. You, you, you personally, not just the effect on, I mean, that's going to come into it. You're going to think about the effect you've made on them and that's going to make you feel regret. Essentially. You're also going to regret that kind of thing. Right. So there is this, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't in certain scenarios, but that firefighter situation, honestly, young guy, you had a lot of room for mistakes. It's okay to make yeah. up for them. So continue. So and you were there. Yeah, and yeah, and in hindsight, I maybe I was going through a bit of an identity crisis. I was I was going from I want to do public service, and that seems like the coolest you know the coolest thing to do, mm -hmm. best way to make money and and benefits and retirement and stuff like that. But also balancing the like, is is this all I want to do? And here's this other opportunity over here, and and you know should I should I be more open minded to that? And also just being kind of a um, uh, an indecisive person, man. Ever since I was a kid, I've been indecisive. I'd watch a be like I'm growing my hair out, like my brother, and then I'd watch a Sean Claude Van Damme movie and go, "Mom, take me to the barber now. I need Marine a flat cut. top. Like, yeah, Marine I need a flat cut. top. Yeah, Colonel um, Guile, like Sean. <laughs> yeah. um, remember that he played Colonel Guile in the Street Fighter film. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love that. Um, I loved that movie as a kid. Isn't that so funny? That is. That's one of the ones of his that uh, I did not grow up on. Like I know he was in it, but I grew up more on the uh, the um, uh, Universal Soldier Legionnaire. Oh, really good movie yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? A popular one. Uh, I keep wanting to say Rumble in the Bronx. That's Jackie Chan. Lionheart. Lionheart. Where he's like the. I keep wanting to say Street Fighter because he's basically fighting in the streets, but it's. Uh, Lionheart. You know what that Street Fighter movie reminds me of is that, and this is real quick, just a quick little diversion. We're going to jump back to what we were talking about, mm -hmm. but it, it, it did hit me that the the one the woman who played Wing, Wim Chung, what was her name? The 
the Chinese girl with the with the silk um, kimono. Or I don't know if you'd call that a kimono because she's Chinese. But you know, I'm talking about that character, the uh-huh. Chinese girl with the with the tails, the pigtails. Mm, no, fucking asshole that you don't remember. Honestly, it's upsetting because now, you, huh? Street Fighter, Street Fighter, she's a Street Fighter character from the video game, and they and they did it for. Let me see here, Street Fighter, nineteen ninety four film. Oh my! Raul Goulet was in it, or that's his name, Raul Julia. Chun Li, she played Chun Li. Ming Na Wen played Chun Li in 1994, and she—that's the one I was saying. She's like 60. She hasn't aged a day. She hasn't aged a day. You know, <laughs> I'm watching it like a fucking six-year-old, like looking at her. Oh my gosh, you know, and she hasn't. It's insane. But anyways, continue. So here you are, quitting the Fire Academy in Northern California. You had a lot of external pressures, and then you right. got the okay from me to say, "Go ahead and do it." That, yeah, it was, it was kind of like that. I was reach, reaching yeah. out for like an approval from somebody like, hey, man, like, I don't want to do this right now. Should I? Yeah. But uh, but that kind of caught up to me. Yeah, it caught up to me just just quitting that, like the not finishing what you start. That definitely was something that crept up on me and was uh, it was a shitty feeling. The, um, and seeing the, the people that I was in there I was with, talking about earlier. Yeah. And seeing yeah. the people that I was in it with now, you know, move on and, and get fired jobs and me asking like, should I have stuck it out? And, and in the grand scheme of things, I think it was six months. It's, it's such a short period of time, but, um, I just got caught up in, in what I was doing. And I, and I, I'm one thing I should disclaim. I don't regret any choices that I've made. I really don't because that that's how I learned. And I'm, I'm kind of slow. Sometimes it takes me learning the hard way, but I learned those lessons the hard way. And I'm super grateful for where I'm at right now. Um, mm. I did end up going to another academy and finishing that, and 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 still figuring out that you know what, fire is not going to be for me. But but it is what it is, and uh, and I'm glad I did it. But at the time, you know, me in 2016, I'm, I've got all these different emotions. I've got, you know, I just left the 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 military where it's like you're showing up to work with your your buddies every day, and you're just kind of goofing off and tomfoolery. But it's also, you know, fun, and you're getting paid to shoot, and you're getting trusted with these you know million dollar airplanes and stuff and you're like government fucking trust my 24 year old dumbass with this and mm. traveling around the world to all of a sudden it's like uh you know i'm um my boss is back in callboy and I'm, I'm i'm doing stuff that it that does seem kind of important but i'm also like picking somebody up from the airport and i'm like dude what am i a fucking chauffeur kind of a thing you know like let my ego get in the way um but I hit the point where I had that thought that I've, I've kind of heard before of, of, uh, of feeling like everybody in my life would be better off. if I wasn't here mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And I think that's a, a bad place to be. Um, I, you, I, I think you just nailed it right on the head. I think, cause I know personally, that's, that's the place that I've been to. And, and I think that's where many people who are on the cusp of suicide, they come to that conclusion about themselves and their life that maybe everything and everyone would be just better off if I weren't here. Yeah. So you felt that even though you were contributing, you had a job, maybe it wasn't a satisfying job, but you were, you were paying your way. You had a girlfriend who loved you, right? Just wanted you to be around more, quite frankly. Right. Would you say? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so obviously she wants you to be around more, not 
gone completely. So somehow you came to right. that conclusion anyway, though. Yeah. So yeah, somehow I was struggling with just being okay with John. Like I wasn't cool with John. I didn't know how to be cool with, with being John. And that's, that's the weird part of it. You know, it's, it's so selfish when, you know, when I talk about it, it's like, God, get fucking get over yourself, dude. Like there's people with worse problems. Like it it was a good job. And yeah, it, you know, you have people that care about you. You recognize that. But when you're in that headspace, it's not always, um, you're not always seeing super clear. So that's, yeah, that's why, that's why I bring it up. And that's why, um, the fortunate, unfortunate thing that happened around that time was a buddy called me. I'm not going to call him out. I'm not going to say his name, but he basically called me and, and without knowing my situation or what I was going through, he just said, Hey man, like, can I, can I tell you something? And I'm paraphrasing him. Um, he said, I've been in kind of a bad spot. He's like, I, you know, I just, I just recently, I, he's like, I, Locked all my guns up. I asked if somebody if they'd come pick them up and hold them for me. He's like, I was thinking about just calling it a day. I'm thinking about killing myself. And that was kind of the perspective for me of like, here I am having a pity party for, for me, for, for, for what? Like, because I fucking quit something. Yeah. It's a big deal. You know? Yeah. I should have stuck to what I was doing. And, and yeah, like I was going through, um, changes in my life, but nothing, you know, nothing super dramatic. Um, but here's my friend who needs help. And I'm not even asking my friends how they're doing. I'm not even reaching out to other people and saying, Hey, Hey, how are you doing, man? Like, I'm just expecting, you know, people to, to reach out to me and poor John, I wonder how he's doing over there or, or people are reaching out and they're, you know, sometimes we don't take the time to ask like, Hey, how are you doing, man? Like, how are you really doing? Mm. <laughs> like I see your Instagram, I see your Facebook, you're look like you're living the good life, but how are you really doing? Is your credit card maxed out? Is your, uh, is your relationship okay? You know, like, like, can I, can I help you? Do you need anything? Right. But I think those are important questions to ask. Um, and I just hope like with me saying that, that anyone that is hearing this knows that if you are struggling with something, just keep going. Like, don't, don't give up on yourself and don't give up on the people that care about you. Cause in, in my personal experience, it seems that life hits you as hard as it can when you're, when you're already down and, you know, whether it's more bills when you're struggling financially or death of a loved one when you're getting broken up with and going through, you know, a difficult breakup. It's like, oh, great. My grandma just died on top of that yeah. or whatever it is. Um, it I think those are the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's just life sometimes. And I think those are the times where you really need to kind of dig deep within yourself. I think you need to reach out to friends and family and not only tell them how you're feeling and be honest about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, not put on a front or, or put on a brave face. Like, hey, I am not doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's be honest. Let your ego go. Amen. But Amen. check in on check in on them as well, man. Because maybe, maybe them saying, yeah, like I'm I'm having a real hard time with this too. Maybe that's going to give you that extra strength, knowing that they're relying on you too. So uh, that's hundred percent. I just yeah, that's you. You hit everything, and I think you were starting to go make this great point that anybody who's really on the edge of suicide, that if they just listen to this, maybe, maybe it'll be okay. You know, they'll, they'll hear this point, which is you've been happy before in your life and you've been sad before in your life. And maybe this is the saddest you've ever been in your life, but this will pass and you will be happy again. Yeah. You will find something, yeah. something wonderful is going to happen in your life. You will be happy again. And yeah. there's that, and there's that cliche suicides, a 
permanent solution to a temporary problem. But it's true. It is a true. It is a true little line because there's no coming back from it once you do it. And right. and the problems that we have in this world, I mean, they're limited, just like everything in this universe that we exist in. Everything's limited. It's not yeah. forever. Yeah. So, but okay, we're all. Yeah. Yeah, we're all uh, not to sound cliche. We're all serving a death sentence. Of man. Some people <laughs> yeah. get some people get more time. Some people get less. And that that's I think that's the more tragic thing. You know, I see some. I'll fucking lose it. I'll see those videos of like an eight year old kid, and and Kaylin sometimes will be like, "Oh, like look at this, like what this mom does for this son," and I'll fucking mm. lose it because I'm just like I'm not. I can't watch those kinds of videos. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, because I'm like, man, this kid's eight years old. Like, look at me having a pity party when I'm fucking 26. Like, oh, my my Cadillac and my fucking apartment is it's my poor life. Like, I get that's to go the other do whatever that's the I other want. side. The perspective thing was what you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. You think you have it rough? There, are, I guarantee you, there are way, 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 way more people in this world that have it way harder than you. And think about that. And then you yeah. do that, and then maybe maybe what you come up with is even your pain shouldn't matter. Is you should at least I think that would be the healthy thing is the pain you're experiencing, although it's very well legitimate, let's say, but you're not the only one. And because of that, it's very narcissistic. Again, I go to that right. term. And you could actually say, well, what can I do that's, What's making me unhappy? Break it down. Want to deep delve, delve deep into it and say, well, uh, I, I quit. I quit at the fire at the fire uh, academy, and I shouldn't. Have done it. And by the way, John, I don't know if this is going to help you. Maybe it's going to make you suicidal again. But I, I do feel guilt about that because I never factored in 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 that thing when I was giving you that advice. That maybe one day, although you would never you've learned this about you you would never want to be a firefighter that the sheer fact of quitting prematurely might have a long-lasting negative effect on you that not sticking to your convictions you were committed you were in the academy thing or whatever that you should have stuck it out and seen it to this completion and then after it's over you can decide you know what Mm, not for me moving on or okay yeah and, and so I actually hearing your side just now is making me feel guilt, quite frankly, for giving you <laughs> bad advice. And I do think there's probably no, bad man. advice now looking at it. No. If, if it got you to that point where you were dwelling on it so much and you went through that difficult period, I helped you get to that difficult period. I did. I would, I would disagree with you only because I, one I was fishing for an answer I wanted to hear. So, you know, I was confiding in you of like, and, I, and, and this is going to get besides the point, but I'm like, I want to say that I came to hang out with you before mm-hmm. I, before I went up North. And then I know I came to hang out with you before when I came back. Cause that was when Vince and Lauren were visiting. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that right? Am I getting, the I don't remember. Right? I, yeah. It, you visited at least I, two times, I think up to three times. I can't, yeah, I cannot honestly for the life of me remember if I visited before and they were there and we went to the golf tournament mm-hmm. and all that stuff. One time was, was with, when they were there, we did the AT&T Pro-Am, which is around the corner. And then, uh, um, then yeah, you've at least visited when it was just you and me and, and yeah, we enjoyed 
the the peninsula right. and cigars and drinking and stuff. And I think I think it's if I if gun to my head, flip of a coin, you know, fifty fifty shot of living or dying, uh, you know, or whatever. If I'm wrong or from right, two or three times, I think you probably have visited three times here. This is my guess. Yeah, yeah. And two of them were by yourself, not with them here. So that's it. But okay, that's just not very relevant yeah you now know. you got now you got yeah. to try to th- well yeah i was just trying to put it in perspective for when i was visiting you and where my head was at of like you know that was pretty nice visiting monterey and you know greg's got his cool schedule with being a realtor and you know vince and lauren are happy i'm like i don't i don't need to define myself by this mm. career to be happy but that was a what, the, what the point is, is what you're saying yeah the, the more important point is no you shouldn't feel any blame i was fishing for the answer that i wanted to hear and I obviously already had the answer made up in my mind for what I was going to do. And the external factors that led to that is it is what it is. Um, but again, that was just one, that was like one brick in the backpack of something that's just going to, mm. just going to weigh me down. It wasn't, well, Craig said, you know, fucking <laughs> Greg said it was okay. You should have never listened to him. Like, don't put that, don't put that stress on yourself. You don't know. Uh, okay. Well, I guess I guess it, you, you do put it. You 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 make a good point. You visited, and and I was here. You could call me, and I helped you through whatever it was. You know, I did come and visit you when you were yeah. down in Orange County. I don't know if yeah. I was there while while you were going through your episode, where you were actually. Con- did you contemplate how you were going to do it at any point? That's where it's kind of funny. I don't, I honestly don't know if it was just like that year was so much of a blur for me going through so much other stuff. But I, I want to say I was thinking about it seems weird to talk about, but just, yeah, just tossing a pistol in my mouth and, and pulling the trigger. But I, I will say I never got to that meld. Not that it matters. It's, it's still a bad place to be. I hope anybody listening to this, I just honestly can't stress enough that if you're, if you are ever feeling that way, please do not mm-hmm. feel like your pride is in the way of calling somebody yeah. and telling somebody, whether it's a friend, a family member, a suicide hotline, do not let pride get in the way of being like, Hey, I'm feeling this way. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but it's completely okay to call it, and tell somebody that you're not. That, okay. And I want to second that with um, don't feel shame or feel like it's hopeless. Again, I feel like suicide always comes down to hopelessness. You feel like there's yeah. no, there's nothing else more, and it's only going to get worse from here or uh, whatever. But you lose hope, and there's always going to be hope. You just yeah believe that, and and you'll be surprised. Don't give up, and um, I I mean I there I I don't want to get too much into the eschatology meaning what happens after life on this earth and what somebody in a suicidal state believes and truly believes because that affected me as a as a catholic for sure born and raised catholic that is um but uh, uh um but hope is the number one factor don't give up on it and you may have your hope for something that you dedicated your whole life to may have gone away and it might very well in fact be permanent like you you believe and think it is but that doesn't mean you can't find new hope in something else 
that will make you far happier than you ever imagined. And that's kind of the lesson that I would say to myself or anybody who goes through that. And, uh, um, I, I, uh, and I, the, the thing I wanted to top on about what you were saying, cause you were saying, if you get in the state, don't be ashamed to reach out and talk to somebody suicide hotline. Don't be ashamed to reach out to a, somebody professionally either. There's no, there's no shame in that. There's zero shame yeah. in improving your psychological health, whether you are a billionaire who has the whole world at your fingertips or somebody on the verge of ending it. We, it's, it's like working out, but for your, for your emotions and your psychology and your, and your, and your soul really in so many ways. Totally. And totally. And I think yeah, this, no, I, I, you, I, Go ahead. we can get more into the stigma of, of what that is in our brains or in our culture. It's a cultural thing that we're all brought up in where reaching out to somebody, a, a professional psych, psychologically means there's something defective in you that you're an outsider that you're now you're you're done you're you're crazy you should be committed or or you're you know it's like you you'll always be this way and and that is the worst attitude ever and it's so far from the the reality and the truth and right and i think we're getting better and better as we as we learn more and we progress hopefully uh but yes I want you to continue your story, however. No, I think that's a good point. And that's, um, that's one of those things. that's just, it's hard to, it's hard to put a finger on. It's hard to talk about. Cause yeah, you could, I feel like I go down a deeper circle of, you know, you know, assisted suicide and, you know, when somebody's terminally ill, you know, like, how do you feel about that? And I, I think the only point that I want to make is when you, when you commit suicide, when you commit suicide, cause you think it's the only way out. It's kind of like you leave, you leave your family and your friends with this burden of, of they don't ever get any closure from it. Like they just, you know, they picture you kind of in your worst moment and at your saddest point and your lowest point. Um, and I've seen, I've seen my family go through it. And in, in some cases I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I kind of get it. I kind of get where, where she was at. One of my, uh, my grandmother's best friends growing up, she was basically a family member to us. Um, she might've even been related to my grandma. Maybe it's my, I don't know what you'd call your, your grandma's sister great aunt. sister great whatever. Aunt. great aunt or yeah but anyway she was like family you know holidays she was around but she you know she'd live a long she lived a really long and a very interesting life uh she you know she'd she'd left at a certain point and gone and 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 married a a member of a um a biker gang i'm not gonna say the gang and all that stuff it doesn't matter she just she'd, she'd done a lot pigeons, of stuff but not good yeah. <laughs> um but no, she just had a crazy life and she was a super sweet, uh-huh. nice lady and, and, you know, had had, had a son and had done things, but she was very stubborn too. And she, uh, she, she got to a point where her body was slowing down and she couldn't do stuff on her own anymore. And she's like, I'm not going to live like this. And she ended mm-hmm. her life. And, and that was one that was hard for me to say how I feel on it because it, it didn't really matter. It really crushed my mom. Like it crushed my mom and my mom felt really guilty for, for not it's being selfish. like, I, it was I should have reached out more. Yeah. What, what you're trying to get at. Yeah. And like that, how my like, I can see it's really weighing down on my mom. Like it's still, the last time she came to visit, I could see my mom's still not really okay with her last conversation with, um, with, uh, 
I'll, I'll just say, you know, the, yeah. the woman that did it, she, my mom was like this, still not sinking right with my mom. She, oh, she didn't get closure because so of it. So, oh. so yeah, it kind of, it kind of sucks. In that you know, way, that, um, that's kind of a, a, an argument. It tends to be in my family. I don't, I can't, I'm, I am unaware of anyone in my family hereditarily who has committed suicide. But then you hear that people who had a father who has committed suicide or somebody in their family committed suicide, your likelihood of doing it yourself rises exponentially. That there is this hereditary gene, but maybe it isn't a gene. Maybe it is what you're getting at right now that if your mother, when you're eight years old, commits suicide, you're now going to be mired in a world of, of loss and depression. And you're going to follow suit potentially one day because it's been confirmed or legitimized by that person, that mother in your life, that great aunt or your sister or half-sister. I mean, it's, it has a rippling effect for the family is the point. And, and, it, and people yeah. may never recover. You talk about a lot loss in the family. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I've never had anybody commit suicide in my family, but just imagining it, it is, it is absolutely heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, you know? And what would you, what would you do? What would you do to prevent it? after the fact if you just if you only just knew whatever it was and yeah you carry around that guilt with you it, it, the, the the dynamics of everything involved you're gone it, let's say there is no heaven no hell there's nothing there's nothing afterwards you commit suicide but there is a legacy to suicide that that lies herein with us as we go, you know? So that's another, yeah. another factor for those of you who are thinking about committing suicide, that it is very selfish in the sense that it hurts and harms and scars the deepest lash you could ever imagine for those who love you. And there are people who love you, whether you think there aren't or not, there are, there totally are. Yeah. And so, Absolutely. No, I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a good point. And that's, that's kind of, that's basically all I wanted to get at was, uh, you know, some, some of the people that I've heard that have been open enough to share, share their story. And they were literally on the verge, you know, the Mel Gibson lethal weapon pistol in the mouth going to do it. And they had that, like that, a phone call or whatever it was, dude, it was just honestly came down to perfect timing and they changed their mind and they've gone on to completely, they've, they've gone on to help others and, and just, and just, I, I would imagine be completely grateful that they didn't make that choice mm. at the moment that they did. So yeah, that's, that's all I hope anybody that's listening just, Hey man, whatever you're, you're struggling with, it's not, it's probably not that big. Of a deal. I don't want to diminish it, Johnny. I don't want to say it's not a big deal, but you, you aren't solving. You, you're making problems worse or, or worse, or more worse for, uh, 
everyone around you, one, and it has a rippling effect. And two, there's no reason why you can't start anew tomorrow. There's no reason. I know yeah. I'm in prison. Yeah. I, 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 this, that. It's okay. It's okay. All can be forgiven. You just need to reach out and ask for it. If you are the one in fault, that is. If something has befallen you that's tragic, right. you are resilient and strong enough. You can beat it and have faith and trust that you will be happy again. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my point is like humans are so forgiving, dude. And that was the point I was, I think, more so trying to make. If, if you think, you know, oh, I just ruined my relationship and what are my kids going to think? I embarrassed mm-hmm. myself, whatever it was. It's like, well, your kids are probably going to forgive you. And your kids probably, they, they want to just have your, their mom yeah. or their dad yeah. around. So, so ending your life is not going to help anything. And that was, that was more so what I was getting at is like, you're in this low spot, whatever, however you got yourself yeah. there. But ending your life, I, I don't think is the answer. And I, I hope that um, anybody listening to this, if, if you know, if you know somebody struggling or if you are struggling that, yeah, just, just uh, reach out. No shame. Don't, don't, no shame. don't be afraid. And, and I hope this, I hope this, I hope this portion of our podcast, if anybody was listening, helps you realize that you're not alone. I mean, Johnny right here telling his story and I didn't even get into mine. We don't have time today. I will in another time, but I've had suicidal ideations. And then I've, sure. Which I never knew. And then I have a whole separate <laughs> episode where I, or yeah, I guess it was a short lived thing for me, but where I was literally on the verge right there. I almost, I was really, really close. Yes. And you're, you, you're not alone is the point. There's no shame in it. And, uh, anybody who, who does try to shame you for that, fuck them. Honestly, <laughs> you fucking garbage human being, yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. That's somebody who doesn't value human life yeah. is who that is. Somebody just yeah. sneezes it away, whatever. <laughs> fuck them. They're garbage and they will never tr- understand <laughs> or realize the true beauty of human life. That's the tragedy of their lives. I feel sorry for them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the, the message there. Um, yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone. Don't ever be ashamed. And, uh, we all need it. We need help. Nobody gets through this life without charity and help. Think about it. If you're a baby, you're born. Can you feed yourself? No. Can you do any? You can't do anything. You are completely reliant on the charity of your, of your family, of your mother, if that's all you have, or whoever your caretaker is. So there's never, there's no human being yeah. that lives on this earth that's still here that's been completely self-reliant, doesn't exist. Their entire lives, that is. Maybe they've achieved that in their moment and in their lives. And that is a really great, phenomenal feat, by the way, to be completely, excuse me, self-reliant. And that's nothing to sneeze at or say whatever, but, uh, but know that there was a time at least when they were a baby where they 
we're completely dependent on the charity of others. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't have shame about needing help ever, ever, ever. We all do. We all do. We all have, it's okay. And, uh, um, know that you have, you are a gift. Your life and what you are is an art. What's the difference between art and science? Science is a methodology. It's all about numbers and, and specifics. Art is a human expression. And every single one of us are our own unique human beings. So everything we do that isn't scientific, and we, it could be in the scientific field even, but everything we contribute is an art in itself. You are an artist. Yeah. I don't care if it's cooking or pottery or uh, uh, talking like we are right now and how we tell stories. or We have things to contribute. And the more of us, the better. We're stronger. The, the more we, ha- we are, the stronger we are, the better we are. So keep on the good fight. Yeah. And, and everybody gets up and kicked in the fucking balls. Okay. And if you're a woman, I don't know what you, the fucking uh, vulva. I don't know. But uh, it sucks. Yeah. Life sucks a lot. lot. I would say, yeah. Life, life's yeah. going to serve everybody a shit sandwich. It's just knowing that, knowing that you can get through it and there's going to be something to be yeah. optimistic about on the other side. Okay. Let's um, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. And I don't, yeah. And I uh, know uh, one more thing. This is probably the, uh, I hope the bourbon so. talking. Bourbon's but, beautiful. But, bourbon has a lot all, to say. Yeah. And all serious. No, in all seriousness, man, I like, you're always a pretty optimistic guy. I don't think you've ever told me that you were, uh, mm-hmm. that, that you were in a spot like that. So the, I'm probably Mine's repeating a, a myself, history but, thing. um, and the throes of depression that yeah. I've been through in my life. And I, I'll get into that another time. I think that's a long story as usual for me. Uh, but yeah, I'll get into that another time and, and, and all that. And in the, the particular episode I have, that's a whole nother story that uh, we might all enjoy or not. I don't know, but I look back at it and I laugh a bit about what I went through for that thing because yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, Ooh, I don't think it was seated in anything truly uh, um, real or substantive. I mean, eh, maybe it was. Maybe I should I should really look more honestly in the mirror and say maybe it was. I don't want to be close-minded to that. Because what I, I have realized when I had this suicidal episode, like I'm talking about, I'm pretty much at the happiest moment I've ever been in my life. Uh, this right would now. have been October 2019 or September 2019. Okay. Uh, uh, the story will, yeah, it'll unfold how it will. But I, I'm pretty much, and I and I feel that way other than this last year because 2020 is particularly awful and I'm not able to do the things that Gregory loves to do. I like to socialize. Right. I like to go out. I like to travel. I just had a Panama trip canceled on me this morning. I was going to go to Panama February 9th to 16th, canceled. The, the, the airline said, nope, sorry, a couple days after I booked it. And I'm like, I can't go down to Panama. I can't 
do anything. I, I'm stuck here. Or, and so I can't do anything, any of the things I love. And uh, so 2020 has been very difficult. And suicides, again, I heard this, it's, they've centupled in this year, from a normal year. And uh, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand how and why, totally. And all the different factors that come into play. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And I'm not, and I, I'm not I, the happiest. Yeah. I'm not the happiest. I think that's the heart. Been. 2019, I was way happier than I am in 2020 because I was able to, the world was still normal, more or less. And I don't live my life based on achievement markers anymore, so to speak, and say, oh, you, you didn't do this, so you're, you're a piece of shit. Like, I don't do that anymore. I don't see the point in that. But I do live my life based on uh, doing the right thing every day and... So I talked about long-term and, and short-term happiness previously and long-term is about achievements and all that stuff or, or, or being in that right track more or less. You can simply satisfy that long-term happiness, so to speak, by choosing to work towards the, those goals or what you're trying to be. And they should not be focused on, long-term happiness should not be focused on I want to be a millionaire, a billionaire, a famous person, a this, a that. I want to be the next Johnny Carson. No, 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 no. You need to focus on who you are as a human being, virtuously. I, I want to be kind. I want to be charitable. I want to be somebody who, when people are around me, they feel instantly better, which is probably the greatest gift to ever have. And to in turn give, by the way, far more than yeah. billions of dollars could ever have be. So that's my advice to people. Think about how and who you are and strive to be a better version of you, the best version of you. And worldly, worldly achievements and factors are outside your control. So don't beat yourself over, uh, up over that. Don't do that. It's out of your control. All you can, can do is control who you are yeah. and how you react to your environment. And being the best, best dude possible or, or lady is, is how you go about that. That's how you feel good about yourself. That's how you achieve happiness. Right. And then if you're like me, you like drinking and, eating and smoking and ordering at restaurants, right? <laughs> you can do the company. I see what you did company, there. Like, uh, that's that famous line I like a lot so much because it's kind of, it's right on line with me. But uh, yeah, you do that too. Yeah, fine. But long-term happiness shouldn't be as much about how much money I made over the past 10 years. What's my net worth, right? And all that bullshit. So did I, yeah. did I achieve, you know, this, you know, I, yeah. Set goals. Try to go after them. If you don't reach them, that's okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Set new, set goals, new goals, or, goals or go again. 
try again. Yeah. And, and as long as yeah. you yeah. like who you are inside, all will be square. Yeah. And I, I don't want to sound like one of those uh, people that meditates too much or anything, but I'm really, the older I get, the more, the more I'm recognizing how much happiness and gratitude correlate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, I got another close friend, my friend, my friend, Danny, yes. you, you met him, yes. right? San Diego. One, yeah, one of the I most, love him. you know, grateful great. guys I know. You know he, I'm not in yeah, love, got, unfortunately, he's, but I, I do got, love him. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, no, but I mean, he's, dude, he's, he's living his own dream. He lives mm-hmm. in San Diego. He owns his house. He's got his hot tub. And yeah, the pandemic this year fucking sucks. But for him, he's like, I work at home. He's like, dude, I got my hot tub. I got my view. I'm living in the place I want to live. Um, He's, Gratitude he's is the secret to have everything that he has. And it's like, it's true. Yeah, man. It's, I, and it, t- it take, took me a long time to recognize that and to even see it in one of my close friends, you know, like Danny and realize like, wow, he, he's happier than a lot of other people that I know. And he's, he's mm-hmm. a lot more fun to be around for me than other people that I know that, that are wealthy and, you know, have multiple houses and millions of dollars and, and whatever. Yeah. Like I have more fun with yeah. Danny. I'm myself more around Danny and he's, He's one of my best friends, like, and, and yeah, like he doesn't have a big, huge, extravagant house, but I have more fun at his house than I do in, in, uh, right. you know, so-and-so's mansion, right. you know? Exactly. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's just something I keep in mind too, but I don't want to go down a, a rabbit hole No, I think you, that, yeah, but, you hit the nail no. right on the head. Um, you're, if you are a grateful person for who you are and what you have and what you've done perhaps, or what you have not done or what you don't have. That's a prayer I used to say, which was, uh, thank you for everything I have and don't have. Thank you for everything I am and am not. Just thank you for me being exist for me existing and created. And you're just a pl- more pleasant, positive experience to people. It's a great perspective. Yeah. What better perspective is there than gratitude? Yeah. Being- being grateful just undying gratitude everywhere for everything and everyone you can't beat that totally and yeah mm-hmm. you're going to be more pleasant to be around like i'm probably the uh the opposite most of the time or i've <laughs> I've, I've been the opposite of just like a, mm-hmm. oh can you believe this kind of a thing and it's like i'm yeah i'm asking myself as like, get older, you know, like dude, you know what really get over yourself you know what's man. extremely I, powerful i don't want to be that way is someone who has huh. gratitude when you when most of us stuff they shouldn't, so to speak. Like it's easy if you're a multi gazillionaire with multiple houses, you drive a Bugatti or whatever, you have a Ferrari and and you're it's like oh, I am really grateful for the life I live. I am so happy. Like that makes sense. Ironically, it is not tends not to be the case. They tend to strive for more, 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 more. Oh yes, I want more. Right, because uh, that's their personality. To even achieve those things, it tends to be something like that, which you know, which is like, oh, so you're never satisfied. Right. You're never grateful for what you have. So you're you don't ever achieve that happiness, that purity, that absolute oneness, if you will. You're always striving for a missing piece, and uh, uh, but if you're somebody 
where you're missing an eye, half your family was was taken out in, in the Civil War or whatever, and you don't have anything. You got one, you got one pair of pants, and and that's it. And and shoes are all whole. But you're someone who's grateful. The that kind of power. That kind of power, it, it, it inspires everyone around you and makes them better. It makes them better people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, no that, that's that, it. I mean, that's pretty much the big one. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Um, yeah, that's a great point. I want to bring up one more uh one more quick story, and then we should probably probably. Yeah. End. I know you've got uh, dinner plans. I got dinner plans. I got to get up and start cooking. But one on on that same subject you were just talking about, I remember this stands out to me, and that's why I'm bringing it up. I remember this. It was probably 2013. It happened. I've forgotten a lot of shit since then. I've had a lot of times <laughs> of of drinking too much and forgetting too much, and I don't know. Probably hitting my head too. That's much. your so mother's fault, not yours. Don't worry. What I ate for breakfast most of. <laughs> Ah, Sorry, my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, 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 no, I really did. Uh, I oh. cracked my skull open in seventh grade pretty bad. Nick yeah. Doran, actually, I think he was episode 12. He carried me home. I knocked myself out, cracked my skull open. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But anyway, I, I wonder sometimes of how much of an effect you think that, that, that changed the brain chemistry. Or what are you um, are you talking about what Nick Doran did for you and, and, um, and how that influenced? I mean, I, I'm, that's a beautiful story. Sense, no, but. more for more so for like my uh, more <laughs> more so for my memory. Like, is my memory not as sharp just because you get older and you start forgetting stuff? Or sometimes do I forget stuff that normal people don't forget? Like, and that that's oh, we're know, talking about your memory down, issues rattle. now. I don't because really want to go down this incident. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, 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 no! You're you're, you're drunk. I just realized something. You're physically, <laughs> not metaphorically. You are physically an egghead. You have to be careful out there. Make sure you're always wearing your helmet. <laughs> no, I actually bang my head really hard. I've done it a lot. I am, I'm not an egghead, unfortunate or fortunately, I suppose. I'm like a chrome. I, I'm a Neanderthal, right? We already talked about this. I got a thick skull, small brain. You know, keep some tap. <laughs> you can't. You can't get in there. No one is getting in there. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I want to hear that story more in length uh, another time. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so um, yeah, more talk. Yeah, talking about the uh, mm-hmm. compassion stuff like that. However, it made you feel loved and cared out, for. Is uh, what you're getting at? And, and for, be, no, that, that I was going to go like the forgetful thing, okay. but uh, this is the bourbon. Seriously, talking. But the point I was trying to make. I'm in. Um, I don't remember where Africa. Africa somewhere picking up people that are uh, going from one part of Africa to another part of Africa. And the dudes were picking up their Americans are in the military, um, you know, super long beard, super long hair. They haven't, you know, they haven't had showers or modern luxury in quite a while. Whereas me and my buddies have probably showered okay. yeah. like within two days, you know, like we still got our hairs, our hairs cut, might have a five o'clock shadow, whatever. These dudes have been living it rough for sure. like months, like probably six months, yeah. four months, whatever, like at least four to six months. This guy's like, Hey, um, one of the first things he says, he's like, order some of those. What are those things called? What are those sandwiches? And the guy's like, paninis? Yeah, order some paninis when we get there. He orders us 
sandwiches for when we get to this other country. Like, granted, we were probably just in a hotel like two nights before. He's been, he told us, he, he was like, Yeah, how long has been you guys showered? Just kind of small talk. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, two nights ago, whatever it was. And <laughs> he's like, Oh, yeah. He's like, I showered with a bucket this morning. You know, like I said, they got long hair, long beards, haven't, you know, been in the middle of nowhere for months and months and months. Um, he fucking ordered us sandwiches and chips and Cokes and stuff like that. Wow. Because we were going to stay overnight with the plane. Where he hasn't had more yeah. than a bug's So he was thinking more about us. And I went to go three months. He gets you guys. Yeah, like who knows? Who knows what this guy's fucking doing? Right. Yeah, they might have been eating fucking MREs. You know, the military's well. That's you know, just meals that's, that's just the Johnny Carson quality host. Derogatory. That is. That's not gratitude, you asshole. That's something entirely. Well, that's what I was. That's that can't. Be. No. Well, <laughs> no. Well, that was that was what you were talking about before. I totally lost my point and train of thought. Was you were talking about you know reaching out mm-hmm. to others being more kind to others like he here he is being like here's here's myself and my guys my, you know my team we're mm-hmm. going back to our you know his quote-unquote home base or whatever it was where but hey here's these guys that i don't know what their story is but i'm gonna look out for them like that was him looking out for for strangers like hey i got you guys and even when we got there i'm like wow. hey here's some cash He's yeah. like nope it's on me that was fucking cool and that was something that stood out to me for you know for years to come probably won't forget of like that's somebody just looking out for others and i thought that was really cool man i and i, I wish i were more like that at more times and not and not so that, much i think that's a, i think it's a wonderful story and, and i think that's another that, so lesson i don't want to call it a lesson but another great anecdote or story to impart upon people who do feel like they're useless and they can't contribute if you if you just are simply kind to everyone you meet, just decide tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to find somebody on the street and I'm going to look them in the eye and smile at them and genuinely wish them a, a happy, a, a good morning, a good afternoon, a good day and wish them really well. That kind of happiness can turn a, somebody with a shit day into having a good day all of a sudden. And yeah, if you, and that's just this first step, you'll, you will get addicted to helping people, to being charitable, to being kind. Yeah. So if all is lost and you weren't able to achieve your own goals, well, maybe you can help others achieve theirs. Maybe you can help making other people feel good yeah. about themselves. And that'll be the greatest reward you've ever could have imagined. And so, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. What? No, I was going to say, well, yeah, what if, what if you mm-hmm. were the person that changes somebody's mind on a yeah. bad day? Your, your contact with that person is what changes somebody's perspective. Like, you know what? That guy yeah. was so fucking nice and in such a good mood. I used to, like, I want to be more like that guy. And yeah, yeah, like I was here, here I was having a bad day, but. Look at that guy. He's having a great fucking day. I used to have a, day a daily goal, which better. in 2020, it's nearly impossible. It's not, it's not impossible. I can make it happen still, but I'm, I'm, I'm just a shit, right? I'm, 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 I'm devolving back into my <laughs> mercurial state of, of T1000 trying to murder things. But uh, uh, no, um, I used to have a goal where just every day, Find a stranger, pay them a genuine compliment. doesn't matter who they are or what that compliment is. Just make sure it's genuine and you do it once a day. 
hey, I really like that tie you're wearing. Wow, I, you know, I think you're, I, I love your, the affect and how you speak. It makes me feel warm and inside, you know, whatever it is, but come up with something that you yeah. like about somebody else and simply actually convey it to them. So many of us, we, we find something we admire in somebody and we, that, we, we keep it to ourselves. And that is a tragedy every single day that we, that we practice, that we don't practice, yeah. that we, we, that the, the tragedy is that we're not practicing it. Yeah. That we don't simply say, Hey, wow, I really admire this about you. This, you know, and, it, and because hey, it's awkward, yeah. you're cheap. That person's a stranger. You're not supposed to get in their space. Right. And, and it's, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And I think it's asking yourself that question. Like, what is, you know, what does that look like? The, the compliment for, for some people going out versus the, uh, the, you know, mm-hmm. like your, Hey, like, dude, that's an awesome shirt. I love that band or, or whatever versus the like, Hey, nice shirt fag kind of a thing. It's like, how does that, do you want to, do you want to be a positive? Hey, I gave this positive compliments. That's or a awesome negative shirt. I love in, to the environment. I mean, Juice. I, I yeah. bet you you're going to feel pretty shitty about yourself yeah. if you do it long enough. Negative. You think you're making yourself feel better because you're stepping up. You're you're. I'm I'm now. I just one up them. I'm I'm on. I'm a I'm a great hire. I'm superior. At least I'm not that person who's wearing the stupid rock and roll shirt. And in the end, it's empty. And you you did really a shitty thing, you know, and. Ah, that's why I fucking hate that attitude. I, I, I think I've talked about it a little bit before. People who shit on everybody. Ugh. Sorry. You were, right. you were getting on something and I interrupted you yet again. Yeah. But, yeah. And <laughs> No, I mean, I think you kind of just added to it. And that was the point I was getting. And we're all, I, not we're all, but I think a lot of us are victim to it. I'm victim to it, man. I can totally be a, a fucking hater and, and just bag on people. And usually I do it with kindness. Usually I like to think I'm the person that's like, I'm making a joke mm-hmm. because I'm crying inside. But I, you know, when it comes down to it, it's yeah. It's like, dude, I, I try and see the best in people. And that's I try and, I try that's, and give that's another big life secret um, that I came across was yeah. give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Every stranger, everybody gets respect. Everybody gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Cause life what kind of life are you living where you don't yeah. trust anybody and you don't, and nobody gets spent? Everybody's a fucking asshole unless they prove you otherwise. It's a very lonely, lonely existence. And that's no way to live. It just isn't. So, I'd much, I'd much rather get fucked but over. I feel like this is a good point. Every once in a while or betrayed than, than live a life where I don't trust anybody. Yeah. But, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I feel like that's I a good agree. Point to, I agree, to wrap and it up we could you agree. I, you know, in a following episode, maybe later. I don't, doesn't mean be the next one. I can get into my my suicidal, you know, history, or I, I don't have a real history, but whatever my story and and my my history with depression, I have that. I definitely have a history with depression, and um. And that would be that would be cool. And and what else? Did we have something else? Some other question that we were going to have? Social media, the effects of social media on. Oh, 
I yeah, like that. And that's kind of, that's where we're going to get kind of a uh, ass, ass backwards as we were talking about uh, Arnold and his heyday yeah. before social media. So we'll, we'll, we'll tie it all together somehow, but I do, I do want to hear your story. Cause yeah, that was something mm-hmm. I never knew. And I think it'll be good for people that are listening or just people that, that don't really know you to see. I'm like, not always so happy. Hey, go lucky. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Greg sounds like exactly. he loves he loves exactly. Greg, but everybody's yeah. So man. that that sounds struggles. good. And then yeah, I love the social media talk. Let's well, talk about that. And I have my many opinions. And then I know you wanted to rant and exercise some some demons you had about some <laughs> social media influencing bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everything we just said about loving one another will be thrown out the window. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's uh, let's rant about the the Gary V's and the Grant Cardones of the world that are telling everybody to hustle and make a bunch. And then we could also talk about. I I would like to stop enjoying uh, life now that we're name dropping dropping influencers that we want to shit on. Uh, uh, Dan Bilzerian, I think that'd be fun to to (laughs) analyze his his life and what. What fucking yeah. went wrong there or right there or I don't know what you want to talk about, but I'm looking forward to talking about whatever it is. Yeah, and, uh, let's do it. But yes, so that let's talk about it. my suicidal episode and history of depression. Um, social media, fucking love it. Let's do it. Okay, brother. Cool. Of course. What are you cooking? All right. Well, thanks, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you listening. Um, and I'm doing steak over I'm not open sure flame. Go and I'm not sure what now. else. So I'm better. I think, I think I'm better than you because of that. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Living life. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> All right. <laughs> if, if I did, it would still taste peach. better than your chicken. No, I don't. not talking about I'm the joking. steaks. <laughs> nice. I like that. I'm gonna okay. Go choke that chicken. All right, toodles. All right, man. Right, next week, man. Thanks, thanks again, man. Good See to you. hear from you. All right. Bye.